that we focus on one singular idea and then go from there. So here we go. Okay. Number two, do not go with your feelings. Please don't go with your feelings, okay? You need to go with what is easier for you to answer. All right. And so there are going to be times where you say, well, I agree with this, but with this one, it's easier to answer. Go with that one. Okay. So here we go. What does an essay introduction consist of? It consists of a thesis mm -hmm. followed by the supporting detail with or without the internal preview, however you structure it, followed by the hook sentence, which is sometimes optional. Okay. okay. I mean, in terms of the internal preview and the hook sentence itself, you're going to figure out a system that works best for you. You're going to figure out a system that works best for you. All right. So here we go. Thesis number one, green. There are many priorities in the successful business model of a restaurant. Boom. I took the question. I rephrased it. Thesis. Gotcha. Gotta have a thesis. No, some people believe that. Nope. Forget about it. You have to unlearn that bullshit, which I will explore in my following essay. We're going to get rid of that Indian shit, okay? We're getting rid of the stuff, and I'm implementing as the good stuff that's going to take you to a stratospheric level. Okay. Supporting detail is in the blue. Restaurants need to invest in quality food, idea number one, and develop a unique concept, idea number two. But most importantly, they must employ the right people to offer excellent customer service. That's not a five-paragraph essay. That is quality food and unique concept is going to be embodied para uno, followed by why they must employ the right people and customer service. Embody para dos. Okay. But for so, example, when it says this essay will discuss other factors, that sounds like a template or no? Not really. That's a hook. Because this, you could say this essay will discuss, this essay will argue, This essay will emphasize, this essay will, uh, oh my God, there's so many different ways of doing it because it just depends how you're going to go about doing this. Now, if you were to say uh, the same template, what is it? Which, which uh, what is it? This, oh my God, what is the TOEFL resources way? I forgot, which, which I will explore in the following essay. There are, too many, there are too many reasons which I will explore in the following essay. And, oh, uh, I believe these two things which I will explore in the following essay. That's a, okay. What two things are you talking about? See, the hook normally rephrases, it kind of reformulates what is being said. Mm -hmm. So, discuss why other factors, quality food, developing a unique concept, that make a restaurant successful before arguing that good customer service is the main priority. So what you're doing here, you're agreeing that customer service is the most important part by not saying, I believe that customer service is the most important. No, 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 no. You're rephrasing it in a way that you don't even have to say, I believe. Okay. And so what did I do here? This essay will discuss what? The two reasons which I will explore, no. I talked about other factors, the two that I mentioned, before mm -hmm. arguing that good customer service is what? The main priority. That's called a stance. That okay. is called a legitimate hook that's going to bring you into your body paragraphs. That's how you hook it. Okay, but then eh, how do you manage like to like to create that paragraph with the limit of time they give they give you in the test? What, this paragraph? 
Yeah, like I mean, like to arrange the ideas because with that template is more easier because you already have like the um, introduction. Right. And so what you're going to have to be good at is figuring out those two big bedrock ideas. And that's the next thing that I was going to talk about coming up soon. You got to figure out what those bedrock ideas are, because once you have them, such as those two ideas, quality food, unique concept, customer service, a template is even now dangerous in present day because a lot of student scores are being canceled because of using a template educationally, medicinally, and Kathy, the one with mm -hmm. that book, she's the one that told her students to use the templates. And then now her students are getting their tests canceled because you're using a template. So I'm going to give you this right here. Jesus was just like you. You don't know Jesus. That's okay. He's a dentist from Venezuela. And he told me, Arsenio, I like to use a template because it's easier for me. And mm -hmm. I said, okay. After one week, Arsenio, I don't use the template anymore. Oh, why is that, Jesus? Oh, well, because I developed different and unique ways of using discourse markers and subordinate clauses. I said, aha. See, yeah. I didn't want to tell him, no, stop using templates. I just said, hey, Jesus, let's develop your achieving sentence variety and figure out your plan of execution. You can't have a template in dentistry, Gabriella. No. A template ain't going to work when you're trying to do a horizontal impaction or a mesioangular impaction. A template, a book, isn't going to help you with that. It's based mm -hmm. on your competencies. That's what we need to build up. And that's what we're going to be building up, to build up your competencies so you don't have to rely on regurgitation. I mean, it's throw up that you've seen incessantly online from all these same people using the templates. Because I can tell you right now, Gabriella, you use a template, you're going to get a template score. 15, hello. Wow. <laughs> you see what I mean? I'm just saying, it's like, hello, 15, template. You want to try something new? Okay, let me try something new. That's what I'm going to be doing. So probably within, within about one to two weeks, two weeks max, you're yeah. going to understand everything that I'm saying and refer back to this specific moment because you're going to be like, ta-ta. Well, I took my exam on February 25, so. Yep. And so within two weeks, by this time, your independent essay is going to be solid. Just as what happened with Angela. I don't know if you know Angela. She lives out there in New York, too. And uh, she used a template. And now, oh, my gosh. She's like, oh, I'm so happy. My writing. I understand this. I understand how to use these different types of similar reformulate and do this. I'm like, uh-huh. Before, she was just like you. So we're going to build that up. And then we're going to come back to this moment. And we're going to go, ah. Okay. So here we go. Let's go into another one. In some countries, teenagers have jobs while they're still students. Do you think this is a good idea? Now, this isn't about, oh, for, from my experience, nope, we're talking about students, teenagers having jobs while they're students. Now, as a student, it is important to focus on studies and make sure you have a high grade average. What I did there is I used a thesis to acknowledge the other side, pointing out that I understand the importance of grades. However, let's debunk theory number two. There are a lot of tutors out there. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Gabriella, have you had a tutor before? 
Yes. Have mm-hmm. they ever told you not to use a discourse marker in your introduction? No. Okay, good. All right. Well, there are some out there that say don't do that. There is no law in essay writing stating that, no, you cannot use a discourse marker in your introduction. There is no law of writing out there. Okay, so I wanted to quickly debunk that first. Now, after saying, however, gaining work experience while subordinate clause studying and also having money on hand is vastly important for college students in present day. Idea number one, gaining work experience while studying, having money on hand. And then I use my hook sentence. So what I use here, discourse marker, supported it, and then I stated my stance. This essay will discuss the factors to why both work experience and money is crucial for all graduating students. Well, then you're supporting the idea. Right, right. Does that make sense? So I'm kind of reformulating in a way. I didn't reformulate so much, but I just wanted to sometimes, I don't know if you've ever had that problem, but there are times that maybe you are talking mm-hmm. or writing and you feel like you didn't, you you feel like you didn't say everything that you wanted to say. Like yeah. you feel like you wrote something. You're like, wait, but I felt like I didn't emphasize this specific point. That's why it's good to reformulate. So what is reformulating? Let's check this out. In other words, that is to say, meaning these are ways that you can reformulate. So if you ever feel like, oh man, I I don't know if I said that all the way, you're going to reformulate and then say it again by using these types of markers. Okay. That's Mm -hmm. a really cool technique that you could use. All right. So. We're looking good. All right, so let's go into preferential questions. Okay, I'm going to be breaking down a lot here. So here we go. I hate this fucking question. All right, Mm -hmm. because this question is such bullshit. It is so difficult to answer this. More than often, more often than not, or more or less, you will get this as a speaking question. One, okay, some people prefer to eat it at the restaurant, whatever it may be. Which do you Mm -hmm. prefer? Okay, now I want to introduce you to bedrock ideas. Okay, I already mentioned it before. And what this is, is again, do not use uh, personal, first and foremost, do not use personal examples in each paragraph, only one. Okay. For example, when I was here, and then second paragraph, for example, no. All right, now again, I maybe. Uh, maybe this was cool back in 2019, 2020. All right. A lot of people and, and you know, uh, whatever that guy's name is, Michael Gooding from TOEFL Resources. Maybe he said, yeah, you could use this. And maybe it was good back in the day. But to be honest with you, it's not good anymore. OK. And so what we need to do, we need to be very, very careful with stating uh, two examples in each of the body paragraphs. Also, okay. bedrock ideas. What does that mean? I don't want you to write something like this. Well, you know, I love eating at home and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, because the food is delicious. For example, I cook at home 
I cooked some chicken. It was good. It was real good. And then after that, it, it, it's just like, wait, where are you going with your ideas? Yeah. Implement this. This is a big one for you. You can write a compare and contrast essay. What does that mean? In any question, whether it's agree, disagree, preferential, if an imaginary description, whatever it is, you can write an imaginary, uh, I'm sorry, you could write a compare and contrast. Why? Because the task fulfillment and the development of your ideas will be maxed. Hey, Seuss, going back to his example, he, he did that. He did exactly that. And he ended up doing an extraordinary job because it's easy to contrast the ideas. So check this out. Eating out for me. Now, preferential question. You don't have to talk about other people. I was just talking to Angela about this. I was just talking about Mary from Mexico about this. And they have a tendency of talking about them and then say, oh, well, other people. I'm like, no, no, no. Fuck the other people. The essay question asked you, what do you believe? Okay, and so we must always stay in that specific area. Okay, so I said eating out for me is something that I do quite often, mainly because I love to try new food thesis. However, okay. I believe that eating out so often can lead to poor health in the future. Bedrock idea. Wow, there's so many different things that I could write about in terms of leading to poor health in the future. And most people are unaware of what's put into the, in, I'm sorry, and I, I would have to say not most people. And I am aware, there we go, because remember, I just told you I, 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 because it's a preferred question, right? I am mm -hmm. aware of what's put into the, uh, put into food. So then I end up saying, this essay will argue why I believe it is better to cook your own food at home and the long-term positive effects of doing so. Hey, I have a question. So, and when you, and the word what, uh, I've heard that you cannot put like a apostrophe in the exam. Traction. Yeah, I mean, again, only with the word what, because I was gonna, okay, check this out. If I were to put this, and I am aware of what is put into the food, I think only with what's, that's the exception. Everything else, never use apostrophes, okay? Academic writing, never apostrophes, okay? Mm -hmm. But, or you could just avoid it by not using what, and then we could avoid, uh, you know, you know, mistake, that mistake overall, okay? Okay. So how would I structure the essay? Well, I'm going to talk about cooking food at home, the benefits, and the reason why I'm going to do a comparison and contrast is I'm going to compare and contrast me eating out versus mm -hmm. me cooking at home in body paragraph number one. And then in body paragraph number two, the long-term positive effects, I'm going to first introduce the negative long-term effects, which had happened while I was always eating out versus the positive effects since I started cooking at home. Do you see how I structured all of that? Yes. It's very easy to write a comparison and contrast. And so as a lifeline, as a way of always throwing it back, I want you to always say, you know what? I don't know what to write. This is a very, this is an essay where the ideas are very difficult to expand. Let me do a comparison and contrast essay. Okay. Okay. Another way of doing this is talking about the advantages of what that has led to your life. One advantage, another advantage. 
I'm going to be giving you different unreal conditionals, different relative clauses, different things that you're going to be able to write as we go on. All right. I'm not implementing all of that right now. We're taking the baby steps because after you maximize this, we're going into thesis and supporting detail for body para uno and body para dos. Okay. Conclusions are no problem. Conclusions are no problem. They're fantastic. Uh, no problem. You can, I mean, if you want to conclude the essay, but you can leave it that way. Such as what? What do you mean? Like not putting in conclusion at all. Just leaving your ideas. I don't know who said that, but they need to be smacked in the face. No, I'm kidding. No, 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 no. You got to have a conclusion, okay? All jokes yeah. aside, you got to have a conclusion. I don't know. For integrated essay, yes. Okay. No conclusion needed for the integrated essay. For independent, you need to summarize your argument. So going back to what okay, I I'm sorry, I forgot that integrated essay is the one that you need to read a, a paragraph, right? Or uh, That's right. That's right. So you have the introduction, which is always a systematic approach. Very easy stuff. It's all about giving the definition of the topic talk about what the theories are that were presented, and then, of course, the lecturer refuting those ideas. That's basically okay. what the independent essay is, right? And so what I wanted to show you real quick is going back to your course, the writing skill. I put mm -hmm. uh, uh, Okay, intermedio. All right, so let's check this out very quickly. If you go to, and I'm going to hurry up and just grab this to show you real quick. All right, and I'm gonna put it on your document. It's on your course. Okay. okay. It's on your course. So you gotta have a conclusion to every essay. If I go back to any of my writing classes back when I was in college, oh, you best believe I always had it. All right, holy Jesus, that is huge. Let me hurry up and just get rid of that real quick. Oh my God, oh God. All right, here we go. Jesus, all right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right, so here we go. What does a conclusion do? All right, well, let me just hurry up and blow this bad boy up, okay? You're going to restate the main idea, basically your thesis from the introduction, the first sentence in different words. You're going to summarize your most important arguments, which is the thesis to body para uno and body para dos. And then after that, you're going to sometimes describe the future, such as more research or something that may happen in the next few years. You can implement the future perfect tense to get a ridiculous amount of points with that. The future passive to get some points with that. We will implement that when we start putting the final touches on your essay. Not now. Today's just the babies. Okay. And so this is exactly what it's supposed to be. So let me give you an example of this. To conclude, the most effective way to deal with people's carbon footprint is to provide different products, idea number one, and services people so then summarizing argument number one it is crucial that more renewable energy is provided to reduce the reliance on traditional fuels that's the product also governments need to encourage recycling and limit the use of packaging that's the service the future consequences ooh, the negative impact of not making these changes will mean continued global climate change etc 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 that okay. is a four-sentence conclusion that's going that you're going to be able to master and kick ass on. All right. Not bad. Not bad. Okay, Gabriella. I know it's a lot. I know it's a lot. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Okay. 
So here we go. Let me just hurry up and go back up here real quick. Okay. All right. So here we go. This is... Let me just hurry up and put that. Okay. Now let's go into this one. This is the one where I wanted to make fun of the whole total resources way of doing it. Some people okay. think that the government should use extra money to fund programs to improve the environment. Others think that it is better for the government to spend money to support artistic programs. Which option do you prefer? Now, you're going to do what's easy. Fund programs, obviously, to improve the environment, without a doubt. Because how the hell are you going to talk about artistic programs for an entire essay? Maybe you are good at art. I have no idea. But, again, make it easy for yourself. So, mm -hmm. here goes... A nice little introduction. The current state of the environment is of the utmost importance because it is rapidly deteriorating. <laughs> that is a beautiful thesis. And then after that, in my opinion, without a doubt, improving the environment by funding programs such as and whatever those programs are would have positive long-term benefits for human species in the next centuries. In the okay. next decades, in the next few decades. Okay, centuries, that's a little crazy. In the next few decades. And then let me just put the human species in the next few decades. So what I have to do is, okay, what program should the government fund? So my goal is going to be to write down some of these programs. Okay, so I don't know what type of programs there are. All right, but by doing a quick Google search, here we go. Programs that help society. Okay, programs that help <laughs> environment. Here we go. Let's look. Forest conservation, coastal conservation, eco agriculture, sustainable agriculture, environmentally. There are a lot of different programs that you can invent from the top of your head. If you look at it right now, fossil fuels. Ah, okay. Fuck oil companies. Got it? ExxonMobil. Fuck you. All right. Uh -huh. And then there's also plastic, a plastic initiative program. Okay. Because we have the biggest landfills in the oceans currently right now. Boom. That's what I mean, Gabriella, by those two very, very big ideas. That's what I mean by saying, okay, let's get two big ideas. Let's go. Let's go, Gabriella. Okay. One, two, man, number one. All right. Pollution, CO2, emissions. All right. Fund a program to reduce the amount of pollutions. How are you going to go about talking about that? Fantastic. Next one, plastic. Reduce the amount of plastic. Get rid of the factories. Shut them down. Fuck you. Get out. Loss of jobs. Don't care. We got the goddamn environment. Okay? That's how we develop the big ideas. Okay? Si se puede. Mm -hmm. Okay, now check this out. Okay? Now, this is one of my students. He is... Oh, I think I did that. I'm sorry, that. Exams, uh, exact same essay with my when I was studying for the first time. Yeah, because I remember that question. And what did you what did you write down? Do you remember or no? No, but then I remembered in the exam they asked a, a question about that if um teenagers nowadays they are worried about society than uh, teenagers back on the uh, back on the days. So those kinds of questions they ask they like to ask. Good. Comparison and contrast. Anytime you see that T H A N in your question, 
the T-H-A-N, when there's a comparative, uh-huh. okay, I want you T-H-A-N. So because when they write T-H-A-N, it's comparing two things, right? That's when you could do a comparison and contrast essay. And so to be honest with you, that essay question is difficult because I'm like, well, back in the day, kids had to worry about war and dying in war. Kids nowadays have to worry about the future and total climate catastrophe. So it would be, I would have to hurry up and figure out, okay, what am I going to write about? What am I going to write? I would honestly probably go with kids, let's say 70 years ago, because they were being thrown out to war and being killed at, it's, it's a, obviously the last century was absolute, absolutely awful. So in saying that, this is why talking about the environmental, just by talking about these programs and knowing you say, well, yeah, absolutely. People and kids, the new generation nowadays are more worried than ever because of the amount of, what is it? The, the earth's budget in terms of the CO2 emissions. The megatons have far exceeded anything than ever before. There's a number of different things. You see what I mean? These are things that, and another reason is because the climate change has sped up significantly over the last four years. And if this extrapolates itself, meaning if this continues to go in the same pattern that it is going in right now, oh man, if you thought having X amount of deaths a year was bad, like 1 million people dying because climate change, imagine 10, imagine 50, imagine 100. Okay, give it reasons to why there could be that many deaths. Big fucking hurricanes slamming Florida. Okay, hurricanes in the Indian Ocean, hurricanes over here, hurricanes over there, goddamn bombs, no bombs, no bombs. That's that's human stupidity. Bombs are human stupidity. So anyways, some people prefer to live in a small town. Others prefer big town. Where do you prefer, Gabriella? My student. Cities. Which one? Cities and, and big towns. Big towns, big city, whatever it may be. Yep. Yeah. Okay, and so my student says, when you live in a metropolis, ooh, you get to experience a cosmopolitan community through different food and customs and other cultures. From, I'm sorry, from other cultures. And mm -hmm. it grants you better job opportunities as well. So what he's going to have to do in paragraph number one, talk about the customs that then go into the culture and then the food. Okay. So it's going to be somewhat of a, sequencing paragraph okay? okay he's gonna have to sequence those and then he's gonna talk about the job opportunities which he can easily do a comparison and contrast with in regards to the smaller towns and the bigger cities bada bing bada boom ba boom ba boom boom and so he then says this essay will discuss the advantages okay but not people this essay will discuss the advantages of living in cities okay and remember of okay. uh advantages of living yeah and remember because they're asking what do you prefer you need to talk about your personal experience okay okay so when i when i originally moved to new york the customs of New York, such as screaming at people on trains and smacking them in the face. No, I'm kidding. No, but you know, that's a custom in America. You know, I don't know about you, Gabriella. There's some crazies. Okay. You're in New York, right? Yeah, but I live like in New Rochelle. It's a town near New York, like 
uh, 30 minutes in car, 35 minutes. Okay, good. Okay, yeah, stay away from that city. <laughs> uh -huh. Stay away, stay away from the boy. You take the subway, there are crazies, people fighting, people smacking, uh -huh. and all these. <laughs> I love America. Okay, so anyway, so he's going to talk about maybe jobs in Tokyo and customs in New York. Now, do you understand why we do hooks? Now, do you understand why we do hooks? That is fucking sexy. Because what he's going to do is the customs, the culture, the food will be New York. The job opportunities, Tokyo. And then he could compare getting a job outside of Tokyo, him finding it difficult because maybe their English wasn't so much. But within the epicenter, within Shibuya, there's a lot of international companies and a lot of Japanese people who speak a lot of English. See, I just mastered the essay. This is what we got to do. It's all about the creativity. Now, I'm going to give you another tip. Please speak from experience, Gabriela. Okay. All these questions, listen. All of these questions, I immediately have flashbacks of things that have happened in my life. I lived in a small town when I went to a college in Arizona, Central Arizona College. That was the most depressing fucking place I've ever been in my life. I've also lived in a big city, Bangkok. I still technically live in Bangkok. I'm just over the river. Are you speak Chinese? Uh, Thai, 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 Thai. I speak a little Thai, a little Thai. Yeah, okay. yeah. Not in China. I can't go to China. Uh, uh. They don't like my kind out there in China. <laughs> Why not? I mean, if you if you go to China, like people, I, I mean, I've never been, but I've seen in in movies and um in TV that that people see you like a stranger. Like you're famous people or something like that. Right. And so let me give you an example then. All right. Check this out. You tell me how you would feel. I'm going to give you two countries. Now, there is one country where you come outside your hotel and people are looking at you like this, but it's a blank face and they're walking yeah. right by you, a bunch of them. And they're just like, okay, that's, that's number one. Number two There are people who come up to you and take photos of you and then touch your skin because they feel like based on your color, the skin tone, you might have scaly skin like a fucking alligator. Which one oh do you God. feel more comfortable with? <laughs> the first one, right? That was Vietnam. That was Vietnam. And Vietnam is amazing. Those people are extraordinary. I love Vietnam. China, I wouldn't know, but Taiwan, make no mistake, they're totally different from China. Taiwan, they are amazing people. I love the Taiwanese and they love my podcast. Okay. <laughs> they are huge supporters of my podcast. And so I'm not, I'm totally diametrically like separating the two of them because China is its own entity. I don't know why they're so like this, especially towards Africans in Guangzhou. They throw them out of apartments because apparently they're black. A lot of nasty stories. And so, again, this is this is just I'm only speaking from other people's experiences. Would I ever go there? No. But I'm still comparing like living in Tokyo, living outside Tokyo. Right. Living in Bangkok, living in the South. That's another example. Gabriela, I'm, I'm living here in Thailand 10 years when I lived in the South. Oh, my God. They were so racist towards me. Why? Because they've never seen someone like me. They would call me black, but they were darker than me. Gabriela, they would call me black, but they were darker than me. I put my skin next to theirs. I say, you blacker than me. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? And so, but living in Bangkok, although it was still very difficult about five years ago, but now, you know, maybe because I grew too and I really don't give a shit, but still. Yeah. So going back to my point, all the experiences you have had. Gabrielle, uh, are you from um are you from a small town or are you from the capital in the Dominican Republic? From that capital. Okay, okay. Now, can you imagine living in a small town in the Dominican Republic? What are some things that you, you know, some things that you don't get much compared to living in the city? Tell me. Well, compared to living in a small town, you get more quality time with people because living in a small town, people are reduced than living in the city. Also, there's less traffic in a small town. Good. Compared to the city, there's a lot of traffic and noise and air pollution and noise, noise pollution. Hey. And yeah. Okay, so what you're going to have to do, you got a lot of big ideas. I'm loving these bedrock ideas. We're just going to have to make sure that we expand on them and so that's a lot of things that we're going to be building yeah, up yeah and see like i have like i have the ideas but then in the time the little time they give you to write uh, the the essay like i mean like you get stuck and you freeze and then you you need to write fast i mean that's the most thing that i'm worried about because you are allowing the time to control you rather than you controlling the time I am so philosophical. Oh my God, they call me the Black Confucius. So what yeah. you have to do, again, looking at the 30 minutes, if you could prepare and write an introduction within two minutes, which you are fully capable of, and knowing that your body paragraph number number one, number two was just re-emphasizing what you had said. Thesis, supported detail, example. Opposite, negative effects, maybe an unreal conditional, okay? Once you start doing that, this time problem that you have right now will be no more. Believe me, because I've done the same thing with dozens of other students, if not hundreds, and they've reached <laughs> this. So we're going to see that right. And remember, going back to, I think the last time I had gotten in touch with you was before Ada had told me her score. So Ada was just like you. She had a 13 in writing. You had a 15. Yeah. What ended up happening with Ada, she did... You know, me and her, we did a lot of the writing and stuff. To be honest with you, I was so concerned about her writing because we tried doing the integrated and the independent on a video and she gave me one paragraph. I said, oh, no. I said, oh, Lord. I said, oh, Jesus. I don't know. I started praying and asking and I don't know what it was. But guess what? She went from 13 to a 23. Wow, that's amazing. You see what I mean? And so seeing where you're at right now, 15, I expect you to get a minimal 23, if not higher. Oh, yeah. So well, I'm then, sure. see, the funny thing that when I took the exam on the first writing task, I thought my com my computer has a um, freeze because I couldn't, like, move anything. But then I figured out, like, uh, five minutes later that the, um, that the computer was, like, in the first uh, writing, it was speaking. You know, that it has, like, one speaking part, and then you need to read. So I thought the computer it had froze, so I lost time in the first test. So. so the integrated reading, you get three minutes, take a couple of notes. We'll get into that. I think I've sent you a video, or I'll send you another one. And okay. then after that, you do the listening. You're comparing both ideas in both body para uno, dos, and 